Hello and welcome to the JMSU podcast, a new mini-series of LJMU's 1823 podcast. We're here to focus on you as students and we want this to be a space where you can share your personal stories and experiences. My name is Lois and I'll be your host for this mini-series and my main purpose of this podcast is to create a space where other students can come together and share our university experiences and struggles. I'm sure we all know that uni can be a bit isolating at times and sometimes when we are going through something it can feel like you only have yourself to help you through it. I want to change this isolating feeling and allow you to realise that there's always people at uni who understand you and are going through similar things. These episodes are not always going to be the happiest of stories, so each episode I'll include a trigger warning before we get into anything, just so you can switch off if you don't think that you're going to feel comfortable listening to this episode. This week in particular, we're going to be talking about the impact of the cost of living crisis on students. And in this, we will talk deeply about money issues and mental health issues. For students, this is not just becoming a cost of living crisis, but a cost of learning crisis, where students are having to make a choice between studying and eating. Only last month, it was reported that 11% of UK students are returning to food banks now, which is a huge increase from the 5% that were recorded in January 2022. As part of this, we will be talking with Amber, who struggled with her finances during her first year at university. She's come on this podcast today to share her experience and advise how she got herself out of her financial situation alongside the help of the Student Support Fund. So welcome, Amber. Uh, I'd love for you to tell us a bit more about yourself. Yeah, um, my name's Amber. I'm a third-year forensic science student. Uh, I particularly struggled with financial issues in my first year of university as I'm sure many other students do because it's a new situation you get thrown in the deep end pretty much but luckily I managed to get out of it Um, and I just wanted to come on the podcast to hopefully help other students with the same situation. When did you first start realising that you were going to start struggling with money at university? Um, I first realised literally probably around after Christmas in my first year um, because freshers is kind of a big thing and I feel like a lot of students end up blowing their funds in the first semester and you've got Christmas, you're buying Christmas presents, you're going out all the time, you've got people like pressuring you to go out so and also you have to learn how to like cook and a lot of you end up like spend a lot of money on like Uber Eats and things like that so I think a lot of it was just like blown in the first semester and then you come into January and you're just kind of like, oh, I've got, like, no money. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's, I think around that time, that's when I applied for, like, a student support fund to try and help me get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do completely get thrown in at the deep end, yeah, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Like, you just have to learn how to cook and, like, spend your money and, like, buy um, your food shop and spend it all at once. Mm-hmm. And then it's obviously cheaper to know how to cook. So if you don't know how to cook, then you're just going to feel more obliged to like buy takeaways and things like that mm-hmm. and go out for food. Especially in Liverpool, when you've got like so many different food options, you're kind of like tempted all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. especially moving to such a big city as well. Yeah, I mean, back home, it's literally, there's nothing. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't even think we had Uber Eats like when I left. So... Um, you come into Liverpool and you've got like everything at your doorstep and you just go out and get food mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of like pressure is put onto making new friends in first year and in order to make friends you have to go out and if you go out you're spending money and then it kind of just like falls mm-hmm. into that kind of pattern. <laughs> Did you find that like moving from like a small place into a 
massive city also impacted like how you were going to spend your money as well because you know you'd come into a place that had so many things to do that you just sort of were like definitely I need to do everything all at once now yeah definitely because my closest city back home was like Manchester and I won't lie I'm a bit of a shopaholic so (laughs) I love like I just love buying clothes and things like that as well which I guess is not helping my case but (laughs) um when you go to Liverpool you've got like everything it's such a great city but it's got a lot of temptations, I'm not going to lie. You've got loads of things to do as well. You've got, like, golf, mini golf, loads of bars, loads of restaurants, shops. So you've got everything, pretty mm-hmm. much, to tempt you into spending your maintenance yeah. <laughs> loan. <laughs> yeah. um, so before you moved to uni, were you given any advice on how you should handle your money, like, from your parents or from school? Like, were you given classes in school or...? Um, no. No, nothing at sixth form or anything like that, or even high school, to be fair. Um, I feel like there should be something because you don't really get much advice on that kind of thing. You just kind of get academic teaching and things like that and nothing, I suppose, real-life scenario kind of thing. My parents, I don't think they did, really. They just put a stigma around like going into your overdraft which is not the best thing in the world but at the same time a lot of students go into the overdraft and if you've got a student account luckily it doesn't like amount to anything because you can just come back out of it but when my mum found out I was in my overdraft she was just like why have you gone into your overdraft like you're gonna get into debt and all this um and I'm like yeah but it's quite common Mm. um again it's not a good thing but at the same time if you go into your overdraft it's not the end of the world because you can come back out of it and you're not going to get debt on it Mm. so I suppose it's that (laughs) Mm. I think that's like a very sort of shared experience like I know same for me when I was at school like I was barely given any sort of like money saving advice yeah or if it was it was for you know how to get a mortgage on a house but, you <laughs> I know, wasn't even told that <laughs> you're not going to be told you're not going to need that until you know you've graduated and yeah. stuff so I, I think a lot of people um also sort of as you said before like thrown in the deep end with not really knowing how to handle your money or anything because mm. it's you know when your student loan drops it's like a no matter what sort of amount that you get it is still a big amount of money that just sort of sits in your account for a bit whereas maybe before if you hadn't done a gap year and saved money or something then you know it's sort of what you do with that sheer amount of money (laughs) I feel like when you're loan jobs you just feel like the richest person in the world you're like I've got so much money and all this um but yeah I think the probably the closest thing my parents gave me to advice was just like oh don't waste your money on like stupid things which I guess is fair advice but again if you've got, when you've got like so many temptations you kind of do mm-hmm. yeah um so you said that you got a student loan um did you feel like your student loan helped you out at all like in terms of saving your money or did you find that that actually made you struggle a bit more with the stress of having a student loan um well I was on the, sh- the lowest student loan anyways, but it is like a lot of money, but at the same time, it didn't even cover my rent. Um, and I feel like people who get put on the lowest student loan, as much as like there is like the thresholds and people who need the highest need it more and everything like that, but they assume that your parents are gonna help out, which isn't always fair because, I mean, I'm only over, my mum doesn't even work full time, so, um, but she ended up having to pay my rent, which I feel like isn't that fair. <laughs> so, um it probably wasn't enough, in all fairness, because, like, accommodation prices are always going up. Like, it's hard to find an accommodation that'll fit even the lowest student loan and, like, maintenance loan. 
Um, so probably not <laughs> enough. So you started uni in September 2020, so kind of just after the first lockdown had sort of ended. How did that, combined with the stresses of your money, affect like your mental health especially? Because obviously 2020 for a, for a lot of us was a horrible time, like yeah. at uni or if you're at school or anything. So how did that affect you? Um, well, it was tough because everything ended up getting put online as well. So kind of you were just trapped into your little uni accommodation box room and then we were in and out of lockdowns in Liverpool particularly because we were like, was it like the red area or something? It kept mm-hmm. hitting that because mm-hmm. of the outbreaks. Um, so like everything closed, bars closed, or it was just outdoor seating. So then you couldn't really go out and do anything. So again, you were more trapped into that little room just doing uni work. So yeah, it kind of really sucked. <laughs> it was like, it wasn't a fun time. And it was harder to m- meet people as well because of that. So you kind of just had your flatmates, which luckily for me, I did get on with my flatmates, but I know a lot of people just didn't. Um, And when you kind of chat with people you don't like, you kind of feel even more isolated. So Mm. it definitely has big impacts on not just like my mental health at the time, but pretty much everyone's mental health. It just like hit it Mm. (laughs) really hard. But yeah, it definitely felt a lot lonelier in first year because of that and the lockdowns and everything like that. And then especially when you're in that kind of pit, and you're, hard, you're struggling to get out of it, you're kind of more inclined to just, like, feel lazier and just, like, not cook for yourself, and you just kind of feel like you're in, like... Um, again, like, you're, like, in a pit, and you're mm-hmm. just kind of, like, struggling to get out of it, basically. Mm-hmm. So... Did you <laughs> Did you find that, like, after the whole COVID thing had kind of started to end a lot more, you know, when, like, bars did start opening in Liverpool and stuff, was it, like, April 2021 or something? Did you find that that had a negative impact on, like, your financial situation as well? Because, obviously, everyone was so happy that you could just go sit outside (laughs) in a bar or go shopping or something. Did you find that that affected it as well? I feel like after the first semester, um, that was, like, when I learned how to deal with sorting out my money and things like that. Um, And when I blew it as well and like random stuff and freshers and everything like that. So by that point, I think it was more, I was more like controlled with my money. So as much as things were opening, I was a bit more like um, careful with how I spend it rather than just going, oh, everything's open. Let's just go everywhere. I was a bit more cautious, I suppose. Mm. So I'd say it was more affected in the first semester rather than like second semester after everything like opened. Mm-hmm. So with all of that happening, when you, you know, you just started university and then you were sort of hit with this like financial stress, did you ever consider having to drop out at all? Um, there were points where I felt like I wanted to drop out, which I feel like every first year student probably has that little thought in the back of the head, like, oh, I can't do this, I just want to drop out. But I feel like it was more based on the fact that um, it's such so different to, like, A-levels. Like, university is just completely different, and I don't think there's much that can prepare you for it. The way that tests were done, the way that we had to, like, revise, it's just so different. So I was struggling in first year, just, like, academically. Um, but I still managed to get through, yeah. <laughs> luckily. Um, so you said a lot about the fact that, you know, 
in first year or sort of in any year at uni really where you know you're meeting new people or you want to socialize with your friends when you've just moved back to uni and stuff that you know you almost feel a bit guilty don't you for not going yeah, out definitely. when you know with all your mates are going out and then yeah. you can't go um because you can't afford it do you think that there's a sort of stigma with freshers or with any year really at uni where you can't say no to plans like even if you can't afford like, mm. if you and if you do do you like why do you think that's a why do you think that's such an ingrained thing into our uni experience yeah. I definitely say like freshers is the big one I feel like when you start uni it's all hyped up you have like the week full of events and things like that um clubbing and it's like pressured that that's that's when you have to make friends. Freshers is when you have to make friends when it's completely far from the truth. In fact, like the closest people you'll probably meet, you'll probably meet in second semester, maybe even later, maybe in second year. But it's just so hyped and so much like everyone feels like, oh, if I don't go out this month, I'm not going to meet anybody. I'm not going to like have that university experience when it's really not what the university experience is about. Like just that one week just isn't it. It's like not even the best week of uni to be fair. I've had much like much better weeks of university or much more exciting or fun things that I've gone to. But I think it's just when you've freshly turned like eighteen, you're kind of going on club you're going mm. clubbing and everything like that. It's like the one thing that's important <laughs> when it's just not worth it. Yeah. I agree so much. Like I remember when I came to uni as well, I because I didn't really go out in freshers because I was quite shy then. Um, And I remember I was, like, so worried that that was it now. I was like, right, that's it. I'm not going to have any friends at uni now for three years because I've not met them on freshers. And there was the amount of people that used to be like, oh, well, you meet your best friends at freshers and stuff like that. It's not true. Yeah, (laughs) and, I mean, I had amazing friends in first year, but I didn't meet my, like, best friends until second year when I moved into a, an accommodation so I yeah it's it's a it's a strange stigma to, that uni has but I know that I think pretty much everyone who um who goes to uni sort of feels that like pressure yeah as well but even if you're not you know with money combined and also if you're just not really a um an extroverted person like sometimes going out at freshers and stuff like that isn't you know yeah. always the best thing which I think is quite nice that the student union has sort events of on. events on that don't include going out and stuff like that because it's not it's not for everyone not everyone wants to not everyone wants to do that so yeah the best part is they're free usually the student union events which yeah. makes it even better so you don't have to spend any money I feel like I'm just hashtag sponsored right now <laughs> <laughs> And um, I think as well, I think it's it's good to put it out there to a lot of people that they shouldn't be stressed to spend go out and spend all of your money on the mm-hmm. first like month of of uni and in freshers and stuff because you know you're here for three years or exactly. four years depending on your degree and stuff and you know there's so many opportunities to take where you don't have to you don't have to go out and spend all of your money just to just to fit in with the right people. Usually it's the wrong people as well if you're, like, constantly going out and everything. Mm. Not that it's a bad thing. Um, but you do do end up meeting people in, like, the weirdest circumstances. Mm. And sometimes they're the, be- the best people that you've met. Yeah. 
and it doesn't have to be like that forced <coughs> situation where you're going out and everyone's like oh where are you from what, mm. what degree do you do and it's just the same conversations over and over yeah. and it just half the time it doesn't even go anywhere anyways so I feel like there's a lot better opportunities to meet people mm-hmm. definitely and it's not where you have to go out and get drunk and spend all your money and end up feeling horrible the next morning mm-hmm. So you said about getting the student support fund from from John Moores. What was sort of your process in going through that? Like, what? How did you hear about it? And when when did you think that it would be a helpful thing for you to to go through that process of getting it? Um, I heard about it from, I think it was one of my course mates actually, and they mentioned how they were struggling as well and suggested that I just apply for it. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. But just explain your circumstances because I think I said previously, it was like January time, something like that. After Christmas, after like all your money's gone and you're just kind of like in exam season, feeling really down. And so I applied for it and luckily they've really helped out and I got enough money to kind of get me out of that. Um, So yeah. That really helped the shoot support fund. I definitely recommend it, especially if you're going through a really, really tough time with your money. Um, they'll help out quite a lot. Mm. Was it a difficult process for you to go through, or did you find it quite, quite easy? Like, did people sort of help you along the way? Um, well, it's quite an easy online process, anyways, because it's all just um, application online, uh, and you just fill out a form with all your details and things like that, and explain why you're kind of in need for it. Um, But it's really easy to fill out. It's not hard at all. You just need to kind of like explain your situation, um, show some proof of like bank details and things like that. And that's it, literally. And you send it off and you'll hear back pretty quick. They're pretty quick with it as well, if I remember. Um, So I definitely, again, recommend Mm -hmm. (laughs) if anyone needs that kind of support. So... Mm -hmm. And how did, like, uni life improve for you after you sort of got that kind of support? Because obviously you're in your final year now as well, so you've kind of had two years after that's (laughs) happened. So sort of how did your mental health improve and just sort of what sort of things did that provide for you, like having the fund? Yeah, um, well, obviously I learned how to manage it a bit better, so I definitely always had money at that point so there wasn't a time where I felt like oh, I can't do this or I can't go and buy my shopping because I've got nothing really in my account I don't want to go in my overdraft so I definitely like helped myself learn how to cook a bit more because <laughs> I was a bit lazy in that situation <laughs> in first year but I tried to like push myself to learn new recipes or at least try it so I it'd be a lot cheaper shopping wise to get my like whole like grocery shopping at once and then go out like go and cook instead of just getting like takeaways which would be the same equivalent price of it um after I got myself out of that pit I mentioned my mental health definitely improved a lot because I wasn't just like lacing lazing around anymore and just like stuck in my room um and I think the coming out of the lockdown helped as well because I could like just even going on walks around the docks just helped and going out like just even window shopping and not actually buying anything (laughs) just like going leaving the leaving the flat definitely helped quite a bit as well but not having the stress of like the situation financial situation 
improved my mental health as well because I just that was one less thing I had to worry about because mm-hmm. obviously you have your uni and your work at uni and wanting to like pass your first year and wanting to make sure you get a good grade to so that was just the only stress that I had mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah I think there's always this sort of going back to the whole stigma thing around money as well with you know maybe it's just a typically British thing (laughs) but no one likes to talk about money and it's a very very like private thing so did you feel with that sort of thing did you feel that stigma as well with the way that you know you were struggling financially did you feel like you could speak to anyone about it or did you feel like quite ashamed about it in which obviously you shouldn't have done but I know it's quite easy to feel like that um I felt like I did have people to talk about it luckily I know some people don't um but obviously you've you've got support at the university and things like that to help talk to you about it but I had my flatmates and then I also had um my boyfriend who I spoke to about it which he was in a different financial situation he was so he was luckily a bit had a bit more money than I did but I still felt like I could talk to him about it and I didn't feel ashamed um one of my other flatmates was on the lowest as well student loan so he was in a similar situation to me um and didn't always have like the most money and and I feel like it's there's less of a stigma now because a lot of students end up going into the overdraft and a lot of students end up feeling like they they are a bit broke so I just feel like there's a bit the stigma hopefully isn't as much like it's not there anymore um so I did have people to talk about luckily in my situation Mm -hmm. but not everyone does unfortunately yeah I think that's why it's important that you know we're talking about it today as well because I think it's so important for you know people listening to realize that you know if they you know when they realize that maybe they might be in a similar situation um that you know it is not and they don't want to talk about it, that it's not something that should be hidden away. No, not at all. And I think a lot of times uni can be quite isolated and you could have all the friends in the world, but it doesn't mean that, you know, everyone comes from different backgrounds in life and sometimes there's just not really the right person that you feel like you can turn to. It's good that we're talking about it to, you know, maybe take that sort of stigma away from it, which shouldn't even be there in the first <laughs> no. place at all. Especially this year with, the, like, the cost of living, it's even more impactful than it was mm-hmm. in 2020 when I was in my first year. This year is, like, so much worse for students and it's going to be even more common than it was when I was in first year. And it was common back then, so mm-hmm. never mind what it is now. I can't remember the stats, but it's, like, one in three students are living off, like, £50 mm-hmm. a month yeah. now, which is insane. That's... That is nothing. That mm-hmm. won't. A food shop is like, what, £20 a week or something like that. Yeah. So £50 a month is insane. Especially when you. After, I think that's after rent and bills, but still. Yeah. <laughs> You've got other costs of living and everything just keeps going up. So it's definitely not something to be embarrassed about because it's so common. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think it's, um, like you said, it's, it's getting more and more prevalent every single year. Like, even the difference of... I remember because I started uni in 2019 and I could get my, like, weekly shop or just over a weekly shop for, like, £15. Yeah. And now it's, like, what? It's doubled in price almost, probably. <laughs> the meal deals, the Tesco meal deals yeah. have like, gone up. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I think especially with the, with the idea that knowing that some students are, you know, having to choose either 
studying and being educated over eating or you know just being able to have a life like everyone everyone who comes to uni yeah deserves to have like the best time but you know they're having to sacrifice that because of the cost of living crisis I think is awful and you know with the rise of people going to to food banks you know a six percent increase over not even a year this statistic was taken in October of this year of 11% of students turning to food banks is just awful. I think a lot of people expect students to just not go out to save money but at the same time like do you want them to just be trapped in a room all the time? There are some things you can do for free but a lot of students again is pressure to spend their money in order to like have fun Mm. so to speak Um, and a lot of people think oh, just don't go out, and, yeah, but that affects your mental health, you just stay in your room all the time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think, like, everyone deserves to, like, everyone deserves to just be allowed to have fun. They shouldn't be a like, no-one should have to choose between something just because, like, choose between education, as I say, and eating or, like, going out and socialising and stuff or just doing anything and just instead staying in your room, I think cost of living crisis combined with the mental health crisis crisis is a really significant thing just to wrap it up a bit what advice would you give to a listener who's going through a similar situation at the minute what I would probably say is it's nothing to be embarrassed about and there are people you can talk to that is support like obviously the student support fund is there which is there for that reason exactly if you've got bills to pay, maybe just try to keep the cost down. It is hard. I mean, my hot water bottle has become my best friend currently. <laughs> <laughs> just to, like try not to put the heating on, which is bad. But I mean, you should, we shouldn't be in that situation. But if you are in that situation, um, there are like tips and tricks to try and keep your bills down and things like that. But don't feel like just because you're in that situation, you can't go and have fun. There are free things you can do, I suppose. But definitely don't keep yourself locked up in your room because it doesn't have a great effect on your mental health at all. Go out and do stuff, even even if you don't have the money. Just do stuff like going for a walk mm-hmm. or some of the student union events that get put on are usually free, like 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. So definitely have a look on there as well. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, as I said before, I think it's it's really good that you've come on here because you've shown that, you know, it's not just a one person is going through it. Like, it's felt by a lot of people at the uni in in all different ways, but it's really important that if you feel like you are in that situation, that you reach out and get support if you feel comfortable with doing it and, you know, get help as soon as possible because it's so helpful and, as you said, the process is quite easy. It's, you know, it, it's not overly difficult to turn it round as soon as you start feeling it, it's never worth bottling it up with someone. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on this podcast (laughs) and for sharing your story because I know it's a very personal thing. Um, So I really appreciate it and I know that all the listeners will really appreciate you coming on as well. So thank you so much. You're listening to 1823 Podcast. So I'm now joined here with James Forshaw from the Money Advice team, um, who's just here to tell us a bit more about what support is available for you financially. So welcome, James. 
Hi. Um, so how big is the issue of the cost of living crisis for students at the minute? The cost of living crisis is quite a significant point in time for us and for the students. We're seeing lots of, having lots of different conversations around food insecurity, fuel poverty, not just in our traditional students, but also in the more uh, mature student population as well, uh, really across the whole uh, gamut of the student body. With that, what services do you provide to help students during this crisis with your team? So we are the major discretionary hub for student support within the university. So that provides us with a significant budget to support students financially. We know, however, that it's not just about throwing money at problems uh, to enable to fix them. Um, Although that is really helpful in lots of different circumstances, we're also quite keen to offer more practical advice, so particularly around budgeting uh, for students with arrears on fuel bills. We will help with applications for utility grants um, and any other money-related issues, really. We are so keen to support on a practical level as well as a financial level. I know quite a few students are a bit nervous about coming to you just because money's a... We, we were saying earlier that money's a very sort of taboo topic with a lot of people. Um, with your services that you provide, how do you make students feel a bit more comfortable with coming to you to talk about money and things like that? I recognise what you're saying there about money uh, being a bit of an emotional response issue in that some students feel like when they're handing out... As part of the application process, we have to look at bank statements, uh, not just to check you're a millionaire, but to also make sure that everything, the funding's correct, there's no other issues underlying. Really, the team is very non-judgmental. That's the way we're set up. That's the, that's the type of people that we are. We are professionals at the end of the day, so when we're looking at students' bank statements... We are not looking at them in a judgmental way, thinking, oh my gosh, uh, look what they've spent their money on. The idea of the team is to support students, not to judge them. And while I do understand that it's intrusive having people look at your bank statements, I think once the student comes in and sits down with a member of staff, they'll feel that empathy that the staff have got for that situation or for that student. That will ease their nerves uh, somewhat. And so what should students do as um, sort of like their first step to come into you um, with their financial situations? The most important thing a student can do in terms of accessing the support is to come and speak to us. How they choose to speak to us is entirely up to them. We are doing online appointments. We are doing telephone calls. We are doing emails. But it's so much easier and so much more beneficial to actually come into the Student Life Building meet one of the student money advisors, sit down with them and have that face-to-face contact. But if you don't feel like you're in a, in a position to do that um, because of your money issues, then give us a call. It's the quickest way into the service. <laughs>